Welcome to College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast focused on NCAA collegiate soccer, featuring SMU head women's coach Chris Petroselli and Old Miss head women's coach Mad Mod. You can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends. Now let's go to Coach Petroselli and Coach Mott. Welcome to College Soccer Nation. My name's Matt Mott. I'm one of the co-hosts of this brand new podcast that we're bringing you that we're going to talk about college soccer, both men's and women's. Um, excited to be part of this project. It's something that myself and Chris, our co-hosts, other co-hosts, have been working on for a while. Um, I am a 30-year college soccer coach, four years in Division Three, the last 26 in Division One, 15 years as an assistant, the last 11 years as the head coach at the University of Mississippi, also known as Ole Miss. But uh, we are excited to bring this podcast to you and talk all things college soccer and probably add in a, a, a bunch of other different things that are interesting to, uh, to Chris and I. But without further ado, I'm going to introduce the brains of this podcast. Uh, our other co-host Chris Petroselli to kind of talk to you about what we're gonna what we're gonna do and what we're hoping to um, get accomplished in in each week's podcast. Thank you, Matt. I got to correct you right from the start. Um, <laughs> we haven't really been working on this project very long. In fact, <laughs> yesterday we decided to do it, and today we're we're um, we're moving forward. So, anyway, um, yeah, I've. Uh, Got a lot of years in college soccer. I don't know how many. It's it's too many. I, I can't count that high. Um, but I, I uh, started in a, on the men's side as an assistant coach and uh, moved over and actually had my first uh, head coaching job on the women's side at, at Notre Dame, which I don't think too many people get that kind of opportunity that early, but I was fortunate to have that and moved from there to University of Texas and now coaching here in Dallas at, at uh, SMU. So um, this whole um, idea started as probably like, like many people out there over, over our quarantine time, um, we started having some Zoom calls with, um, with some buddies, you know, other coaches that, you know, we get on the line and, and we'd start talking and uh, it started with Matt and I and then uh, there'd be different people that would come in at different times. And, but we seem to be the, the, the constant um, or the consistent people that were involved in, in these calls. And they, they became quite entertaining. And actually I think the idea for the podcast really came from my wife as she listened to us ramble on and act like idiots. Um, She said, you guys are pretty entertaining. You should do a podcast. So um that's how we we started and we we came up with the idea and it was pretty simple for us because we don't know um, too much about a lot of things but we do know college soccer you know from from the time that that we've uh, we've been involved in it so we decided to put this together and w- with the thought that one we wanted to entertain some people um, but it's just really two coaches talking is sort of the idea um, we hope that we inform people a little bit about about what college soccer entails and what it's all about and what's going on from from day to day and week to week um we'll bring some guests in and i am i think we've got some pretty good guests lined up and you know other coaches from from within our our sport or um maybe from the some coaches from the men's side from coaches from from the women's side uh players whether it's former players current players uh 
professional players, national team players, um, and and maybe some other people. So, you know, we'll, we'll bring a, a guest in each week and and we'll talk about sort of what's going on um, in the week leading up to to the episode, and then you know what we're anticipating happening in 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 the following week. And our hope is to to do this weekly. Um, and, and uh, again, entertain a little bit and, and maybe just have people listen to two coaches talking. I think Chris, Chris missed a few things. One, um, the reason we're, we're colleagues, good friends, whatever you want to call them, call them good friends, but friends, is uh, I worked for Chris for four years at the University of Texas, his four best years, clearly, in his coaching career. Um, where when we were together, there's no, I don't think there's any question about that at this point. That's but, a whole uh, episode. That's going to be a whole episode of you working at Texas. <laughs> I think that's probably fair. I mean, there's only I mean, there's so many trophies. We can't get them all in one, <laughs> certainly in the first episode, but anyway. Um, yeah. So, and he obviously helped me, certainly helped me get my position here at Ole Miss. I think it's important that we talk a little bit about what we're not going to talk about. So a couple of the topics certainly we won't hit is recruiting. That is, you know, off the limits for, for two college soccer coaches to talk publicly about recruiting. Um, so we won't hit that. The NCAA doesn't let us do that. We, we probably won't talk much about current specific players that are playing uh, on any of the teams. Uh, Chris mentioned talking to players. Those will be professional players, former players. And then, uh, you know, you're not, this is not a podcast to hear about the intricacies of what's going on at, Ole Miss um, women's soccer or SMU women's soccer. This is more of a kind of a big reaching area of, of college soccer. So um, we're excited to do it. We're excited to bring it to you. Um, but let's jump in, Chris. I think if you want, we can kind of discuss this. It's, it's where we're at right now with, with COVID. And, and like you said, it's kind of how this came about. The idea came out. But kind of what, what, where's college soccer right now? Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, we're, we're, we're all over the place. You know, we, we have uh, um, a small number of conferences that are playing or trying to play games, um, in, including, you know, including uh, a couple of the, the Power Five conferences, the, the SEC, uh, the Big 12, the ACC, who are, are playing some games. Um, they've also had some games canceled in trying in as they try to get off the ground and, and play games. And um, and then there's a lot of conferences out there that aren't playing and basically are are waiting and, uh, you know, the, watching. Yeah, and certainly watching. Yeah, certainly yeah. watching. Um, but but waiting to hear what, you know, what the possibilities are for a spring season and and hoping, you know, that there's going to be a spring season. Um, so we are really all over the map at, at the moment. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's been crazy. You know, we were back. I remember when it happened, and we're all like, "Okay, well, we'll still get twenty games in, right?" Well, you know, early on in the in the COVID, well, we'll be back. You know, we'll all be back. And and it was interesting to me that some of the coaches in the north were right away, no chance we're playing. There's no chance. And I was, you know, as you'll find through the weeks, I'm the, certainly the most positive one on the on the on our podcast. And I was like, oh, we're playing, Chris. We're playing. No question we're playing. I even had you convinced a couple of times that we were playing 20 games. There's going to be no interruption. And as the summer wore on, uh, the less likely that became. And there were days where I thought, no way were we playing. Yes, we were playing. I mean, it was a, a, just an emotional roller coaster to figure out what league each league was going to do, what the NCAA was going to do, um, how this was going to you know, play out. And, and here we are 
and you know we're playing on Saturday. We, you know we we play a match on Saturday. Um, there's been some games already, um, but there's been like you said some games canceled. There's you know I think there's four leagues playing. You, you, the Sun Belt's playing as well, and there's some other teams playing games here and there. But a, as a whole, the it's been shut down, right? It, it's been shut down with with you know we have 31 leagues and there's four of them playing. So the spring season is up. I think there's, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Some of the rules that the NCAA is coming through with, but it's uh, it's a really strange time. You know, we've had the longest preseason in the history, right? We came back, our, our team actually reported back June 2nd. We started uh, training August 3rd and here we are on September 13th today is, I guess, September 14th. And, uh, and, um, we're getting ready for a game. So it's been a six week preseason. Um, but it's been wild to say the least. It's been, it's been crazy. And, and I don't think it's over. I think it's going to continue to be crazy. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel for the players. Uh, it's just really, really difficult for the players. Um, you know, I think it's really difficult for kids who are in their senior year, you know, with the, all, all the uncertainty and, not really knowing if, if they're going to get to even play in their senior year or how many games they're going to get or, you know, what it's going to look like. Um, so you got to really feel for the players and, you know, teams that aren't playing right now, they're training. Um, and, and it's nice to be able to train, you know, after we went such a long time without training. Um, but it gets a little stale playing against, you know, your own teammates, you know, for weeks and weeks at a time. Um, so I, I do feel for the players. Um, it's been difficult, you know, look, it's been difficult for us, but a lot of people have gotten sick. A lot of people have died. It's probably been a lot more difficult for those people than it, than it's been for us. Yeah, certainly. I think, um, you know, so there's, it's interesting because what we've learned a lot in this process is how the NCAA works. I don't think we ever really knew necessarily the ins and outs of it. And now it's, we're kind of, we wait on, on pins and needles the whole time. You know, I think one of the best things that happened was they granted a year of eligibility for all the players to come back. Um, so this year doesn't count. So anything that we do get in is a huge positive. Um, and it really took the stress off the players, right? Guys that, you know, there's some players that want to finish their senior year, want to try and get some games in. So hopefully they get that either in the fall or in the spring. And there's other players that didn't want to waste this as a year. I don't know waste is the right word, but didn't want to use this as their year. So they're, they're able to come back, and I think that's great for all of us. So now we can approach this season. Like, you know, obviously we're approaching it starting this week, and our league, your league, will, will go in the spring. But you can approach this with the idea that they're going to um, get some games and have some form of a year before they get a real year, hopefully, hopefully next year. But what we learned is the NCAA, um, how it works. And, and I think the first thing is we, there's the COC. Uh, which is the committee of, on championships. Is that right? Am I saying yes. that right? Yes. Yeah. And then there's the board of governors that ultimately makes almost all the decisions. They, each sport has their own committee, um, you know, that works on selection and, and some of the criteria for the, the tournament and those things. But then there's, um, there's these, these committees that really put forth uh, proposals and then get the board of governors kind of, um, Vote on it. So let's talk about a, some. Uh, we're going to find out coming up here in the next couple of days, a couple of the big pieces that we've been waiting for about um, what's coming next in the spring. Um, and I think the first one is some of these dates, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, I think, uh, 
Uh, right now we're, we're, well, first of all, we're waiting on, on the vote, which I believe is tomorrow. Um, and, um, this, uh, board of governors, we actually, you talked about things that we learned. We even learned who was on the board of governors. We didn't even know who, (laughs) you know, it existed. Right. And we got to a point where we went and we looked up all the people who were on the board of governors It's basically a bunch of university presidents. Um, and there's one or two athletic directors that are on it. And, um, Grant Hill's on it. Grant, Grant Hill is on it. I don't know why Grant Hill is on it. I, he's, why Grant Hill is deciding when the women's soccer season starts, I don't know. But for some reason, he is. Um, so anyway, I, I think the first thing that uh, they're deciding on is if there is a spring season, when does it start? And and the date that they've put out there at the moment is, is the 3rd of February. Um, so teams may be able to start games the 3rd of February. Uh, and play through the 24th of, of April. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there, Chris, for a second. So let's talk about February 3rd for a minute. Yeah. So you're from New Jersey. I'm from New York. We both grew up in those in those states where it's very, very cold. Yeah, we New Jersey's played. a better place by far. Well, no, no, no. We, we and you're not really from New York. You're from, you're from Canada. All right. You're like, so if you say New York, you want everybody to think you're from the city and you're like this, you know, tough guy from the city, but you're from well, Canada tough. to live where I lived. You have to be tough. It's so cold. My, my pants used to freeze waiting for the bus, but <laughs> no, you're right. I'm from upstate New York, which is three hours North of Syracuse. When I look that on the map, it's, it's up there, but we're both from, it's not even New York. We both played <laughs> high school in those, in those States. And it was really, really cold. And there would be no thought of playing soccer on February 3rd no. in New York or New Jersey. And now you're talking about teams in Maine and Michigan and Wisconsin. And I know a lot, obviously in the division one level, they all, a lot of them have indoor, but still you've got, you're talking about a lot of spring sports. So the first date of competition can be February 3rd, which I think some schools can do that, but a lot of schools cannot. Yeah. So if they're smart, they just move to the South like we did. <laughs> exactly. That, that'd be exactly. the best way to handle it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there are a lot of people who aren't going to be able to play on February 3rd. That's the first day you're allowed to play. That doesn't mean everybody will be playing on February 3rd, as opposed to, um, you know, the typical fall season when they say, okay, the first date of competition is August 20th or something like that, depending upon the year. Everybody plays that day. Um, I don't believe that will happen in spring. Yeah, and then so the 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 uh, the last day you can play is April twenty fourth, right? And that's going to be last where you could have conference championships, right? The ability to get the automatic qualifier for the for the NCAA tournament. So the other thing they talked about was the NCAA tournament. I need to talk about that a little bit. So you're a you're a good person to talk about this. You're, we should let everybody know that you're a member of the NCAA tournament committee, um, and I say that because you're the guy to call when people are upset that they don't get selected. <laughs> That's great. Appreciate it. Appreciate I'll give you phone phone number out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. So the the discussion, the 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 recommendation again. None of this is approved yet until tomorrow. They have to vote on it. It may change. But they're talking about 75% of the normal tournaments. Our normal tournament is 64 teams. They're talking about a 48-team tournament with 31 automatic qualifiers and 17 at-large selections. Some of the concerns, certainly for all of us, is um, if we are staying conference only, um, which a lot of us are, but that's what we're doing right now in the fall. I know ACC is, is, um, is mainly a conference-only schedule. Big 12 is mainly a conference-only schedule that 
that makes it difficult for selection, right? How do you select yeah. 17 teams if we all play each other? You know, I, always my argument is tell me the difference between Cal, Michigan, and Tennessee. And I think that answer is Cal and Michigan are yellow and blue. Like, I don't know how you decipher if they don't play any cross-conference games, right? So it's going to make if, it really if, challenging. If, if Cal and Michigan are yellow and blue, then there's not really a difference between the two of them. I just want to point that out to you. Okay. Oh, so Tennessee gets the bit then because they're <laughs> yeah. obviously the diff- different color. No, but I think that's the tricky part, right? Is is yeah. uh, how do you, how are we going to decipher? What are we going to do? And I don't think there's an answer for that. As yeah, we have to wait to see who plays what in the spring, right? Yeah. Do they play some crossover games? You know, in a normal year, where we got people flying all over the country, right? Teams going to California to play, teams going to the South to play, or Northern teams coming down. I mean, we had, you know that was really made it relatively easy, but now it's, uh, it's going to be tricky. But anyway, the idea that we do get a set, uh, 48 team tournament would be fantastic. There would be some COVID things in there certainly, but uh, we're, we're moving in a good direction. Certainly, uh, you know, uh, we, we thought so. that the chance there's only going to be 32. And now if it's 48, that would be great. And then, and I think on the men's side, it's a 32 team tournament that, that they're discussing and, and, and even harder for them. Uh, and the difference is that, you know, there are less programs um, sponsoring men's soccer than there are women's soccer. Uh, so less automatic qualifiers, um, harder to get a bid, certainly. And, you know, with those numbers. Well, and, and that, but that's on par with the 75% yes. of their normal tournament. Yes. My question, a couple other questions I have that I don't know the answers, the, the answers aren't out yet is like, is there going to be on the men's side, isn't there buys like the first, the top 16 get a buy into the second round? Isn't that how the men's tournament works? Um, it did work when it, was, when it was 48. When it was 48, yeah. Yeah. So if ours is 48, th- is that what they're doing with our top 16? Yeah, you have to have to get, you know, to get to 32, 32, 16, 8, 4, right? You you got to get to 32. So from 48, you know, the 16 would have to would have to get the buys. Yeah, again, this is the uh, the brains of the guy that just shoots off the hip that doesn't know any math, that's for sure. Right. That would be my issue. Uh, it was quick, Matthew. Did. Okay, so the other couple things they have is the dead period. Uh, that and those of us that know college soccer, there's we're right now in a recruiting dead period. That's being voted on for the month of October. They've shown they go month to month. Typically, right now in the middle of the month, they make that decision for what's coming next. Uh, we don't know. You know, if I was a if I was a betting man, which you know, because the NCAA we can't bet, Chris. But if I was a betting man, I'd say we're probably going to be dead period for October too, which making yeah. a really tough. Um, tough for all of us and, and certainly tough for the, the 21 class so on and so forth. So, and maybe that, longer, it, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not, again, if I was a betting man, I'd say longer, right. I, mm-hmm. I'd say longer. We know we're going to find out for sure tomorrow, probably, you know, if it's October um, and then in October, we're probably going to find out it's November. Yeah. And, and we may even find out in November it's December. So it, it could be a while before we're out on the road watching players play. Yeah, and it's it's it makes it difficult for us for everybody. Um, you know, this is like I think eight months now that we're into this uh, this dead period, which is just so many things are unprecedented. That's certainly a big one. You know, the idea that we're getting these guys to come back for years unprecedented. Obviously, so many teams cancel until the springs unprecedented. It's just a, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing time. And you know, I think a perfect time for a podcast to start. So I think it's probably why we're doing it, right? I mean, and we got well, a better time than now. We got to plenty of stuff to talk about. 
Well, I, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, you, you've got games going on. I don't. So I really don't have anything else to do. So, <laughs> you know, my kids are all grown up and gone. There's no one around. Like my wife is sick of me. So, uh, uh, you know, like I said, nothing else to do. Well, we talked about, um, you know, the name for this podcast for a while. And, and you know, one of the names was going to be, you know, two old guys talking soccer, which is kind of what we're doing. But I am not anywhere near as old as you. I've been doing it a long time. I started at a very young age, Chris. You know, I get very lucky, started young, so I'm much younger than you, um, which, you know, again, not surprising that, um, you know, you're the brains and I'm not of this, I guess, is what I well, would say. So. The, the, you, I don't know about much younger, okay? You're, you're getting a little out of hand Significantly. Here, okay? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, significantly. Again, we, we'd have to qualify that. But, you know, you can you can go with that if if you'd like. But I prefer to look at it as experience, you know, you're less experienced. Yes. Yeah. You're like a fine wine. I'm like a cheap beer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's probably about right. That's probably about <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about, um, let's get into some soccer pieces. Uh, okay. There were some games this past week, which was pretty exciting to see. My ESPN subscription, I, I renewed it so I could watch some games and, um, you know, watch some 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 good soccer certainly uh the first game i would mention would that i watched was uh duke wake forest very thrilling um exciting uh you know robbie got his team kind of flying around i thought tony's team was tactically very good um you know four three to duke uh in overtime on a, a couple of really nice goals late from duke but you got to give wake forest a ton of credit they had the lead almost almost sawed out but um certainly a a very high level game for the first time out, you know, none of us have played exhibition games or any of that kind of stuff, but for those two teams to, to square up last week was, uh, was nice to see. And I thought both of them, uh, worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the game as well. And, um, first of all, I, I thought, uh, Wake Forest fought really hard and, and, and hung in there, but honestly, I was extremely, extremely impressed with Duke. I, I thought that was a really, really good team, uh, talent all over the field, athletic, uh, the quality of their goals were outstanding. Um, I look at Duke and I, I think that's a top 10 team. Uh, that, that's a team that, you know, that's, uh, going to do quite well and, and, um, and really has a lot of talent. So there was uh, totally agree. Totally agree. So there was some, um, uh, some big 12 games as well. Um, that we were able to see again, you know, there, there were some plenty of games, but only so many were you able to watch or that were on live stream or those kind of things. Um, Baylor and TCU in a, in a, a, a game zero zero. Uh, again, the bits I watched, I kind of, I kind of switched between that and the Kansas, Texas game. Um, the Baylor TCU game, I thought again, two teams working and fighting really hard, obviously know each other. They're right down the road. They play all the time. Um, but uh, certainly another another good game, another tactically good game, um, and uh, and good chances both ways. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with TCU. I, I thought they were they they were pretty good, and they were missing you know their their best front player who was on a, a red card suspension. Um, you know, I, I think they're, they they'll leave that that game thinking they really should have won. Um, you know. A number of chances at the post late, um, and I think really dominated the game. I, I was quite impressed with Baylor. Uh, I think Baylor's dropped off some from where they were uh, a couple of years ago when you know they were a team that was I think made it to the final eight even at at one point, and 
Um, they're not quite there uh, at this point, but, um, you know, TCU is a team, you know, that, that uh, I think could make a run in, in, in that league. Yeah, you know, yes. I mean, she was she was big time. Now, you know, I think it's important we know that Yaz was on a trip with Chris and I and, and Brian Lee to to Costa Rica, um, and you know, we you know, I kind of took her under my wing to help her out to become the player that she is. Now, I'm totally kidding. Uh, well, she was a great, great. She she has turned into a really good player. It's really unfortunate they didn't score because. She had a couple really good looks, but she's she's a handful. I have not seen her since probably she was fourteen, and I was I was shocked it was her. To be honest, she was she looked so good. Um, yeah, really well, impressive. let me tell you what she's she's uh, a, a, an attacking force. And if you remember how dumb we were, we played her in the back when we yeah, had those three. Back. <laughs> but I will say that I wasn't the coach of the team. That you know, Brian was, was the coach. Neither was I. Brian and, was the coach. And and you were the assistant coach, and I was just an administrator on the trip. I, I was well, not co- sure. a coach I was, on the I was, team. I was the assistant coach and goalkeeper coach. Yeah, you did a lot. Um, I don't think we allowed a goal, so we had her in the back, so that probably worked out well. But we can <laughs> talk about Brian. We'll have Brian on as a guest, and we can certainly yeah. talk about um, about Costa Rica with Brian, but. No, she she was she was you know very very. She's very, had a great career. Strong. She had a great yeah, career. Yeah, So let's uh, a couple couple of housekeeping items real quick. So well, we didn't touch on during the uh, during the kind of the NCA stuff. There will be a top fifteen each week with the four leagues, which is kind of crazy. Um, but there will be you know again we mentioned Brian Lee. And we'll talk about him later. But um, he 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 passed on the baton to me to be the rankings the United Soccer Coaches Rankings Chairman. So they asked asked us to do a top 15, so I put together a little committee. So each week we'll have a top 15. We can kind of go over that in the podcast for sure, and who's moving and who's there and those kind of things for just the really the teams that are playing now. So there's, I don't know, maybe about 60 teams playing, I guess. Um, so there'll be a top 15 for those teams. Um, so just a couple of the other segments we'll have, I think that I, I think will be interesting. Hopefully, for, hopefully they're interesting, but – we will. Um, you want to talk about? Oh, you did talk about that. Our guests a little bit, Chris, right? Yeah, um, we're, we're, yeah. About yeah, you know, we certainly have some guests lined up. In fact, I did. I did get Mark Recordian lined up this morning. Um, he told me if it's too serious, he doesn't want to be on it. Uh, so I told him <laughs> it's perfect for him because yeah. it's not going to be very serious. Um, so we will have we will have Mark on. I know we have we've talked about having Brian Lee. Brian, see, um, what's his title? Chairman, I believe it's United Soccer Coaches Chairman of the Division One Women's Women's. <laughs> you have no I idea. He's got some kind of big title, you know. <laughs> he does. He does. He, he's a big shot. He's got committees. He's and a big shot. Groups. And he's got everything. Yeah. What was the other one? <laughs> Blue collar. Task no, force. Yeah. Task force. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know. We'll uh, we'll have Brian. I think you've lined Brian up for each episode. Is that is that what you've done? Yeah, that's what I say. So we're going to do. Um, we we may have we may have stolen this. I don't know if we need to give the rights, but five good minutes with B Lee every uh-huh. uh, every segment. So we'll do a five minute deal with him. Um, so we'll have the guests. The other thing we're going to do is a uh, Power Five ranking every week of different topics. So it won't be necessarily college soccer, but it could be the NFL. Um, it could be Major League Baseball. It could be the EPL. It could be men's soccer. It could be just about anything. But let's. Uh, Let's talk about this real briefly, Chris. How about the Washington football team yesterday? Huh? Not uh, bad. Who is that? What's their name? <laughs> the Washington what? 
Washington football team. That's the best <laughs> defensive line you've ever seen. That was eight sacks to the Phillies. Anyway, for those of you I, that I didn't see, I didn't see the game. Football team fan. Yes, yes, um, you are. Chris is a Yankees fan. I'm sorry, a Giants fan. Yeah, they're getting yeah, ready to beat the Steelers tonight. tonight. Yeah, they're getting ready to beat yeah, the yeah. Steelers tonight. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, I will say this, um, and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit better, but I get more joy out of watching the Cowboys lose. Me too. The Redskins. That is, it is the. It makes my day. You know, here in it Dallas, here in Dallas, and then I know Matt and your family. You know, yes, yes. It's it's you tough why for I'm you. I'm from New York, and I'm a Washington football team fan only because my two brothers are huge, huge, ridiculously huge Cowboy fans. One of my brothers lives in Virginia, and he has season tickets to the Cowboys. It's a bit ridiculous, a bit much. My other brother has a whole house decorated in Cowboys. So they were huge Cowboy fans. So I said, you know, I'm going to go the opposite Washington football. Team. And that's been a bad mistake for me over the last. Yeah, well, how are they feeling today? Huh? Yeah, today. Feeling real good. <laughs> um, the other thing we're going to do each week is the Yankees update. So Chris Yankees and I are both huge Yankees fans. We've been to Yankees games together in New York um, and actually in Texas. Uh, and uh, he will give you a Yankees update each week because uh, that's something that's important to us. Big sweep, uh, oh, big sweep over the Orioles the last uh, four days, last three days, um, four in a row over the Orioles. And who thought we'd be saying this, but a big series against the Blue Jays starting tomorrow. <laughs> and now is that in Yankee Stadium or is that in Buffalo? It's in Yankee Stadium. They were in Buffalo last week. Um, mm-hmm. But without fans, Yankee Stadiums, the ghosts don't come out like they do when the fans uh, are there. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so anyway, we'll get a Yankees update for you. And then the last thing we'll end each segment with is a, uh, I am an avid, avid, rabid. What is the word? Avid barbecue. Yeah. Um, I love the barbecue. I've become infatuated with it. Uh, so we're going to end Wait, each that's segment. not a word. Infatuated. <laughs> infatuated is not a word. <laughs> I become uh, <laughs> obsessed with it. How about that? Okay, that's good. Obsessed with it. Um, so we'll we'll have a recipe for you each week of uh, of something you can throw on your grill. And uh, listen, I am not fancy by any stretch of the imagination, so it's not going to be anything crazy. But you know, you want a nice broth, you need a steak, ribs, um, you know, just about anything. We will. Uh, We'll throw on there. So I'll give you a little bit of that at the end as well. Let me ask you a question about the barbecue and though. Yeah. Do you uh, love to barbecue more than you love to eat? Oh. And first of all, I think that's a fat joke. I think first episode, <laughs> you already started with a fat joke. But I, I, I like to barbecue for people. Uh. So I enjoy that people get excited when I bring them over. Like last night, I cooked 97 wings, 97. We had a couple people over, my family of five, and we ate, and I had, you know, 30 left over. I brought my assistant, Rob, my associate head coach, Rob, over some. Another one of my buddies' birthday brought him some. So I like doing that kind of stuff. So I I probably do like cooking it more, but I'm not afraid to eat, Chris. Yeah. I'm not afraid to eat it. You are not afraid to eat, no. Yeah. Especially when it comes to a pizza. Yeah. If you yeah, see a I mean, pizza, thing, watch out. Yeah, yeah, we have in common is love for New York style pizza. Yeah. But you know what's sure. funny, Chris, is notice it's New York style pizza, not New Jersey style. It is. Pizza. It Who's is. Who's ever heard of New Jersey style pizza? Who ever heard of upstate New York style pizza? Oh, it's good. <laughs> oh, Sergi's. I can I can list them off. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, well let's uh let's put a wrap on this one. 
for this week. Anything else, Chris, you want to touch on? Uh, no, just that, you know, this is our, this was our sort of our intro episode, uh, a chance just to introduce what we're going to do. Um, we've talked about the, you know, the sort of the structure and, and format of what future episodes will look like. Uh, our plan is to do it once a week. We should drop them on, um, on Monday nights. Um, you like that drop them. That's a, that's a podcast yeah. term. Matt. Impressive. Right? Impressive. Yeah. All the your um, research. Yeah. So uh, if you check every, every Monday night on uh, Podbean, uh, you'll be able to, you'll be able to find the episodes. And I think our website, collegesoccernation.com, right? They will be uh-huh. on there sooner, sooner than later. We will, you can check that out. Uh, we want to give credit certainly to our producer, uh, DJM, Darren Mott is our producer. Yes. My brother, one of those Cowboys fans, not too happy today. Uh, but he also has a fantastic podcast called The Cyber Guy. It's about um, – he's a, a retired uh, FBI agent cyber in the cybercrime unit. So uh, take us a look at that. It's really good. The last one was good. He, he recorded it, Chris, in upstate New York with uh, yeah. the state troopers up there. It was, a, I think, a really interesting listen to. So certainly tune into that. Um, well, let me say this that. about about that, Matt. Um, and, and I did mention this to both you and Darren when – I went on to listen to it um, and I was extremely impressed. And the first question I had was, is that guy really your brother? Cause he's really smart. <laughs> that guy is really smart. So I, I didn't quite get the connection there. You, you assured me that, that it, it was there, but I don't know that I'm seeing it. Well, you could see it if you saw us cause we look very similar, but um, I have a younger brother who's much similar to me when it comes to uh, the intelligence level. Okay. Yeah. He fits a little <laughs> bit more. So yeah, Darren, I don't know how he got to that level, but um, somehow um, he got the good smart genes. He did, yeah, I, he of course, did. Got the, I got the good looks and the athleticism. Yeah. Let's not get ourselves. But, but that, anyway, that no. podcast that he does is, it, it is outstanding. It's outstanding. Good. Uh, well, without further ado, Chris, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoyed the conversation and what we can guarantee you everyone is it will only get better from this. This is our, our jumping off point We're we're looking to improve it. Tune in next week. We'll have some guests on. Um, and, and again, full slate of games, right? So full slate of SEC games, full slate of ACC games, full slate of big 12 games, Sunbelt. So probably a lot more soccer for us to talk about for sure. If you have questions for Coach Petroselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at chris at collegesoccernation.com or matt at collegesoccernation.com. College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and produced by Darren Mott.